Girl, I can do bad all by myself. I see she wearing a ring. I wonder if what she got is real. I'm just gonna do me. How about you just do you? Oh, I didn't even sign up for this. What is the state of your union? Another easy day. This is B-Notes. Hey, hey, and this is Ruby J all day. Let's talk marriage. Hey, hey, lovely people. This is State of Your Union. I'm Ruby J. And I'm B-Notes. And we welcome you. Um, thank you so much for joining us today. This episode's entitled Order of Priorities in Marriage. And so this is a hot topic, certainly something that we have uh, kind of dealt with, right, in our marriage. And Absolutely. Yep. And heard from other couples about sort of their challenges dealing with how to prioritize who goes where. So we're going to talk about that. But before we do that, let's go to God in prayer. Heavenly Father, we just thank you so very much for another wonderful day. We pray, God, that you would order our steps. Teach us how to love you. Teach us how to love our spouse. We just pray, God, that you would continue to do a great work in and through all of us. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' name, amen. So, um... Again, order of priorities in marriage. And a lot of times the the number one slot is not really something that people debate about, um, but it, it can be, right? But God is definitely in that spot. Well, maybe they don't debate about it as far as words, but as far as actions, we all could get better at making sure that we are showing God that he is first. And that's a good point, because we can say all day, you know, God is the head of my life. Jesus, I love Jesus, like, you know, with all my heart. And, you know, we can we can say that. But what does it look like? So what does it look like to to put God first? You know, yeah, that's a great question. And so um, we turn to the word of God in Deuteronomy chapter six, verse five. And it says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul, and with all your might. And, you know, when you look up all in a dictionary. That means all. Yeah, yeah, all. So, you know, very clear that he is the head of our our life, and we have to put him first. And it doesn't change when we get married. Um, It is, it's his spot, no matter what. So that is the first step. That's the first spot. That's the first relationship that we have in the order of priorities. The second one is our spouse. If you look in Genesis chapter two, verse 24, it says, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Leave and cleave, leave and cleave. I mean, we hear that all the time, right? Leave and cleave. And it's it's true. It's there in black and white. Um, this is, can be a sore spot um, in, in marriages because, you know, you, if you get married, let's say when in your 20s, 
You know, that means that 20 years of your life, you have been connected to your parents in some kind of way. They have taken care of you. Um, you just used to calling on them. You got a flat tire, you call your daddy. You know, you need uh, a meal cooked, you call your mama. Um, and so we, we got to be careful because the, as soon as we say I do and we're in that covenant with our spouse and God, that's who we're in it with. And so no longer do we call on parents to do what they have done all of our lives because now our life has changed. So what do you hear? Do you hear from, from husbands uh, about that in particular? Actually, no. I hear something absolutely different. And so what we hear uh, as husbands, the thing that we deal with is order two and three being reversed. And so... Um, Fellas, if you're out there, we know you're listening. Let's talk about uh, the order of number three being children. And sometimes uh, the husbands that I've dealt with and talked to, they feel like they are being put on a back burner. But we're today we are talking about it in the right way. And so first is God. Second is our spouse. Third is the children. Let's turn to the word of God found in Proverbs 22, verse 6. It reads, Train up a child in the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will not depart from it. Furthermore, we've got a scripture found in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4, which states this. Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. Yeah, this one here is right here on my street um, because I, I can tell you it is definitely, it continues to be a challenge for me. If, if, if I'm just going to be honest, it does. I mean, it certainly isn't as problematic as it was early on in the marriage. Can I get an amen? Amen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm definitely better. But, you know, early on when our kids were, were babies, I'm thinking, okay, this is a grown man right here. He's good, right? But my, my babies, they're crying. Um, they're sick. Or, you know, they need me. Um, they can't fend for themselves. You know, they can't even feed themselves. Come on. I mean, isn't it clear who should take priority? Um, but... The more and more I, I prayed about it, the more and more I did reading up about it. And just even the, the Lord convicted my heart. It is really interesting how he, he's made our children quite resilient. And a little crying ain't hurt nobody. Um, but it took me a minute to really um, get an understanding of, of that and, and to accept it. But when I did, I, I really do believe that um, it's blessed our marriage. Would you agree? I would agree. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, continue to pray. He continues to pray for me in that area. Um, definitely there is opportunity to get better. But uh, again, that's what God says. That's the order of things. And uh, we're going to look up and our kids are going to be gone. We're going to be. Yes. Interested. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> it will be gone and it will just be. She and I. Yeah. And I, I want to still know him. I want things to still be, you know, passionate and, and fun. Yeah. Passion and fun. Yes, Lord. 
So, okay, the next um, order of priority are parents. Talking about parents, we must look at Deuteronomy chapter 5, verse 16. It says, honor your father and your mother as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged and that it may go well with you on the land which the Lord your God gives you. Honor. And so I think it's interesting that that verse does not say obey, right? Um, As adults, again, when we go into this covenant with our spouses and God, our parents are not a part of it. And um, so we're not called to obey, but we're called to honor them. And we can certainly honor them if, you know, you got a mother-in-law that's coming in um, and used to washing your husband's clothes. You know, you're still honoring her when you say, you know, mother-in-law, I got this. You know, I got this. I got him. I really do. You know, you, you be respectful, but you set boundaries. Or if you have, you know, uh, a father-in-law that's coming in saying that, you know, I've always changed her oil in her car. And, you know, I'm still going to do it. Well, in that case, you might say, go ahead on. Huh? Yeah, I might <laughs> just say that. <laughs> Help yourself, father-in-law. But again, it's important about it, it's important to create boundaries and you can do that and still honor your uh, in-laws. But it's important if they are causing conflict between you and your spouse, you got you got to respectfully uh, honor them, but also tell them, look, respectfully, these are the boundaries and remind them, you know, there's nothing like hitting them with the scripture. No one's going to, you know, debate that. Um, and so that that's a, a good place to start. If you have somebody that's just like unruly, they don't want to let go, hit them with the word of God and then continue to pray and you'll see the Lord change that thing. After parents, Now, this is a tricky one. It is extended family. Number four, extended family. It's found in 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. But if anyone does not provide for his own, and especially for those of his household, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. First is God, second is our spouse, third are the children, fourth are the parents, fifth is extended family. It's tricky, but we have to stay the course. We will be going to commercial. We'll be right back. Welcome back. This is State of Your Union. I am Ruby J. And I'm B Notes. And we just uh, completed number five in the order of priority in marriage. So number one is God. Number two, our spouse. Number three, our children, if you have any. Number four, parents. And number five, extended family. And so one thing we want to say about extended family, because you know, I'm sure we all 
have, or maybe we haven't, but, you know, just live, you'll have someone that's going to reach out to you about, you know, maybe helping them pay a car note or helping them get something. You know, they are number five, but it doesn't mean that you jeopardize, you know, keeping the lights on for number, you know, two and three. Right. Or even four. Like, it's really important. And and same thing with number four, which is, you know, parents. You know, we honor them, but not at the expense and jeopardy of, you know, putting our um, prior other priorities or priorities ahead of them in jeopardy. That's really, really important. Um, so it's not just about naming these priorities, but remembering what place they're in. Um, so let's talk about number, the, the next one, B-Notes. So the next one, um, number six, is fellow believers, friends, co-workers in your career, and ministry. And so as we turn to the word of God found in Romans Chapter 15, verse 2, we find this. Each of us is to please his neighbor for his good and for his edification. We should be going out and executing this with precision. Yeah, so, you know, I, I think one of the things that um, I've heard spouses say, and I don't know if you, you've had a husband that's mentioned this, but I've definitely had a wife to tell me, well, you know what? He is always at the church. He is, you know, a deacon and, you know, man of God and, you know, just wonderful, but he's always at the church. Um, I never see him. Um, that is out of order because again, your spouse is number two. And so sometimes people um, will confuse ministry with God, which is the number one spot, not the same thing, right? Um, so we certainly perform ministry in God's name, but that number one slot is about having a relationship with God. It's about being intimate and connected to him and his word. You're absolutely right, Ruby J. And so as we turn to the word of God, found in Colossians chapter 3, verses 23 and verse 24. It reads as such, whatever you do, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the reward of the inheritance. It is the Lord Christ whom you serve. And that's a, that's a very powerful verse. I, I actually have it affixed to my computer um, in some of the most challenging positions that I've had over the years. I have posted that on my computer so I could be reminded of that every single day, um, every relationship, every cranky coworker, or, you know, reminding myself not to be cranky. Um, and just remembering who I work for, um, quite important. So, you know, before we read the scripture, I mentioned um, people sort of uh, confusing 
the first priority, which is God, with ministry. But I think also people can confuse um, careers um, and put that in front of spouses or also not even view their career as ministry, meaning, um, you know, some people feel like if I'm not working in the church, then I'm not um, working in ministry. Talk a little bit about that, B-Notes. Yeah, I think um, that the important thing as it relates to what real ministry is, we have to remember, uh, and, and myself included, we all have to remember that ministry starts, ministry is more about touch points, touching God's people and finding a way to um, make sure that we are benefiting the body of Christ. And so you can do that at work. You can do that at church. Um, and so both are equally important in the body of Christ. Right. And so you can do that as a deacon or a dentist, right? You can do it as a doctor or, you know, a deaconess. Um, so it, it's really, really um, something that I know that I have to remind myself that I, every minute of my day in every interaction that I have with every other soul, I have an opportunity to be in tune with the Holy Spirit and be used to provide a, a need, to, to fill a need for someone, whether it's a, a, they need to hear a kind word, they need to hear that God loves them. Maybe the Lord is going to use me to confirm something, a, a confirmatory word. But it's just really important that we understand that we um, are in ministry every day in every way that we touch another individual. Last but certainly not least is the rest of the globe. So that means that, you know, um, people outside of your immediate circle whether it be uh, here in CONUS domestically or abroad. Um, and that can be found in Galatians chapter 5, verse 13. It says, For you were called to freedom, brethren. Only do not turn your freedom into an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. Right. So, you know, that could be sending, you know, financial support to, you know, a tribe across the waters or it could be going on a missionary trip. Right. There, there's so many ways to extend our reach. But I think that that is sort of the, the last one in, in the order of priorities. So let's just kind of walk through these again to summarize them. Again, number one, we have God. Number two, spouse. Number three, children. Number four, parents. Number five, extended family. Number six, fellow believers, friends, your coworkers ministry, and last but certainly not least, the rest of the globe. 
So that sums up our discussion on order of priorities in marriage. We really pray that this has been beneficial to someone. I will say if you find yourself struggling in any of these areas, first of all, go to God and ask him to forgive you if this is not something that you've been doing all along. Um, if you know, for example, like like myself, I know that I had children and, and my husband completely swapped and out of order. You know, my first step was to go to God and ask him to forgive me, um, ask my husband to forgive me and to, you know, pray with me and for me that I can um, fall in line with with the order of priorities as God has laid them out for us. So um, if you are struggling, go to God, pray about it together with your spouse and just be intentional about uh, making sure that you are intentional about putting these orders um, order priorities in, in practice. In closing, Galatians chapter five, verse 22 and 23. But the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control against such things there is no law. So always make sure that you are letting the word of God guide you. Don't be discouraged by any means. It's a process. And so this is something that we we chatted about earlier in earlier episodes. You know, we we none of us just wake up the next morning and get everything right. Um, so it's about taking the first step, praying about what steps you should take first. If there's one thing that's out of order, maybe you start at the top and, you know, you get you got number one squarely in place and then you work on, you know, number two and, and so on and so forth. So um, we will certainly be in prayer for you. We always pray for marriages. It's close to our hearts. We understand it. Um, and we know that marriages are being attacked. So just remember who your enemy is. You guys are fighting a common enemy. Satan's whole tactic is to just kind of put a wedge in between you. And this is one way that he can do that. So our prayer is that you will implement this, that you will continue to pray for each other and your marriage and your family. And we will continue to do so as well. So Stay encouraged and be blessed.